Hello and welcome back to another episode of Alternative Power Place, the podcast from Buchanan, Ingersoll and Rooney and the Bradle Group. I am your host, Metin Selebi, principal at the Bradle Group. If you haven't listened to our first few episodes, Alternative Power Place is a podcast all about the new and innovative ways in which companies are getting electricity and uh, thermal energy to their facilities, buildings, and other sites. Uh, for today's episode, I have with me Al Wanowski, the Global Health, Safety, and Environmental Manager at Solway Specialty Polymers. Al has been with Solway for more than 16 years and been working for a plastics a manufacturing company has dealt with some unique challenges when it comes to getting electricity and steam to Solway facilities, specifically at the plant in Marietta, Ohio. Al, thanks for joining us. Thank you. So Al, I briefly mentioned your background with Solway, but can you tell us a little more about your role at the company? As you said, I've been with Solvay, especially polymers, for over 16 years. Uh, prior to my current role as the Global Health, Safety, and Environmental Manager for the, almost the uh, two years, I'd spent over 20 years in operations management within the polymer manufacturing industry. Uh, for my time in Solvay operations management, this meant that I was also involved with site utilities at our Marietta, Ohio location. Great. Let's talk a bit more about the the Marietta facility in Ohio. What first set you on the path, uh, Al, to develop a CHP for your electricity and steam needs there? So our Marietta facility was once part of an old Union Carbide industrial complex that dated back to the 1950s. Uh, The complex was made of multiple industrial plants and it actually had its own dedicated coal-fired power plant that provided steam for heat and river water for cooling. In the 1980s, most of the plant had been divided up and sold. This also included the power plant. Uh, Salve eventually took ownership of this polymers plant in 2001. Um, In the mid-1990s, the power plant, which was about a 200-megawatt power plant, stopped supplying the industrial complex and put its electricity to the grid, but they still did continue to supply our site with steam and process water. But however, in in 2010, we were told by the then-owners of the power plant that they would be shutting down for good because they could no longer maintain their coal-fired power plant to the level they were required to do so by government agencies. So, And oh, by the way, you only have six months to prepare for this loss of steam. So that's really what uh, got us involved. So in a span of six months, we had to determine how in the world we're going to supply our polymers plant with steam, which steam is a critical utility for producing the high-performance plastics we're supplying. So. We ended up installing a temporary natural gas boiler system in in only five and a half months. Uh, And the temporary location that we had this on was was approved by the EPA, but we always knew that we had to come up with the more permanent solution because those temporary boilers could not stay there indefinitely. So we were on our way. So um, in addition to the temporary boiler, what were the other alternatives and why did the CHP system made the most sense for this uh, 
Marietta plant. You know, it's interesting. Initially, we didn't know what we were going to do, honestly. Uh, as we looked at what we could do to permanently produce steam and where this plant would be, we started thinking that maybe there might be other options out there that we weren't considering. Um, we started enlisting the help of some energy experts, both within Solve and external Solve, and, and there was a lot of interest in CHP. But however, in the U.S., Solve had very little experience with CHP and only limited experience out the, outside the U.S. Uh, one thing that we did know is that we needed a permanent source of steam and that our electricity supply from the grid was not was also not the most reliable. Um, plus, the CHP option seemed much more efficient. So I remember taking road trips to see CH facilities on Long Island, University of Maryland campus, and we ended up going to an industrial complex out in Calvert City, Kentucky. Uh, once we did that, we became very interested very fast. Al, we previously had on the podcast Mike Larson from DT Energy. And listeners, be sure to check out that episode if you haven't already. And Al, can you tell us what role DT Energy had in your development of the CHP system? So once we decided that CHP was a direction we wanted to pursue, uh, that opened up another issue for us. You know, okay, now what do we do? Where, where do we even start? And uh, we were very fortunate to get hooked up with a law firm out of Atlanta that had a division that specialized in energy projects. Uh, from start to finish, they were involved and really guided us through the entire process. Uh, I remember them coordinating a list of over 60 potential CHP providers, and then it was systematically whittled down to about four or five. Uh, Solve wanted somebody or someone to not only design and build this CHP facility, but we wanted them to own it, operate it, and maintain it. From the start, Salve wanted to do what, was, what they did best, and that's manufacture polymers, not necessarily run a CHP plant. So I know it was a painstaking process for Mike and DTE Energy Services, but in the end, they came through as our preferred supplier, and, and, and honestly, we couldn't have been happier with what we've done together. And you mentioned earlier, prior to the CHP, you were getting the steam uh, needs from a coal-fired facility, and, and now you switch to getting both steam and electricity needs from a natural gas uh, facility, which is the CHP here, and I assume that resulted in substantial savings in your carbon footprint for the facility. So how does this CHP system fit into your environmental goals as Solway's global health, safety, and environmental manager? Well, obviously CHP is a much more efficient use of the fuel that's being burned, and, and with the coal-fired plant, I was thinking the overall efficiency was listed between 30 to 50 percent, um, while our CHP currently is running about 80 to 82 percent efficient. Uh, and this is a big deal for the larger Solve Group. Uh, in, in 2020, Solve Group rolled out its Solve One Planet initiative that set very aggressive targets designed to greatly improve the company's sustainability profile. And one of the goals is to reduce the group's overall greenhouse gas emissions uh, by over 25%. And the other, ironically, was to eliminate the use of coal in energy production. All of this to be done by 2030. So our CHP project uh, is a very good example of a project that contributes to both of those targets. 
So Al, you mentioned again earlier that prior to the CHP, you had some uh, reliability issues with the power you were getting from the grid. So uh, it sounds like, but, but let me know, uh, CHP might have improved on that uh, improved reliability situation. And uh, can you just go into what other benefits you, you have observed uh, when you moved to a CHP system? You know, right off the bat, we look, you know, Salve looked like we really knew what we were doing when we finally got this seven megawatt, seven megawatt uh, CHP up and running. Um, when the unit started up in early 2015 and continuing to this day, here in southeast Ohio, we're sitting on some of the cheapest natural gas in the entire world. So obviously we're reaping the rewards of relatively low fuel costs. Um, you know, our steam supply has become very reliable, which was not always the case when we were being supplied by the older Union Carbide power plant. And uh, also, though there were some initial growing pains getting electrical supply, electricity supply to what we would call reliable now, uh, we now have a much more consistent supply of power. Um, see, we're, we are still connected to the national grid in a backup capacity. Uh, however, there have been several occasions where the grid power has failed and yet our plant continues to run. Pro, you know, prior to our CHP, CHP facility, our plant would have been down with the grid. So, And for a polymers plant to go down hard like that, it's very, very difficult to recover quickly. So, Right. Just a, a quick follow-up on that. Uh, I assume your CHP system runs uh, all the time unless it is on outages uh, on a base load basis. So uh, you would only need to rely on the redundancy uh, to get the power from the grid when uh, something goes wrong with the plant. Is that how it goes? Yeah, that's right. For the most part, and, and realize there's some se seasonal fluctuations that, that occur with the CHP plant. It actually runs at its most efficient mode in the wintertime when it's cooler out. So in the, in the wintertime, it's not unusual for us to get 100% of our electrical demand from the CHP plant. Uh, in the summertime where it's much, much hotter, we depend a little bit more on the grid to make up that difference. Uh, but uh, for the most part, if you look at it over the course of a year, we're getting about 90% of our electricity from the grid, uh, I'm sorry, from the CHP. And 100% uh, obviously of our steam supply comes from the CHP plant. So. So this entire process, uh, uh, moving to the CHP, wasn't a simple one, I assume, from design to contracting to financing. Do you have any tips for our listeners to share about how to avoid pitfalls or challenges along the way? Probably the biggest takeaway that we got from the process is how to fund such a project. I mean, like many comp companies, trying to justify a project like this using your own company's capital, it's very difficult when you're, you have other great projects lobbying for the same funding. Uh, however, as I mentioned, DTE Energy Services had this thing from start to finish. We, we entered into a long-term uh, energy supply agreement, and they footed the bill for designing and building the CHP plant. We, we simply pay them a monthly amount over the life of the service agreement. Uh, and it would have been very difficult for Salve to build a CHP plant on their own. So we, we're really grateful to what DTE Energy Services has done. Uh, and then, you know, 
We also struggled to settle on a suitable location for the CHP. Uh, at our Marietta site, we, we do not have a lot of excess real estate, and, and because of this, we didn't want to lose valuable real estate that could possibly prevent future plant expansion. So we finally did decide to build on site, but it was our third choice after trying to purchase property for the facility. Uh, one thing to consider is that a typical CHP footprint is not very large in the grand scheme of things. So companies like DTE Energy Services can really maximize the use of precious real estate to deliver a productive CHP. Thank you, Al. Uh, so I have one final uh, question for you. Uh, you told me uh, before we began this recording that uh, the local electric utility had a major role in supporting the CHP project at your Marietta facility. Uh, can you tell us more about that? We worked with our local public electrical supplier to, to secure energy efficiency rebates uh, to the tune of over a million dollars over the first five years of the CHP's plant operation. So I know it will differ by regions or states, but energy providers are working with state legislatures to create legislation that offers these efficiency or energy efficiency incentives. You know, in some cases to encourage the building of plants like our CHP, you know, others for renewables and, and, and the like. But uh, so the incentives are out there. You, you just have to find them. Al, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your experience with the CHP at the Marietta facility. I think it's something many people who have installed CHP or are thinking about making a move to CHP can relate to. And of course, I want to thank our listeners as well for any facility or business considering CHP or thinking about their energy supply options. The attorneys and financing experts at Buchanan and the Brattle Group can help businesses across industries through the CHP consideration, approval, and the installation process. Visit the websites bipc.com chp and brattle.com to learn more. I am Metin Celebi and we'll see you next time on Alternative Power Place.